I'm Jeff Cook. And I'm TJ Wilson. And this is Around the Circle. I'm walking slowly. Hey, this is Jeff. In February of 2020, one of the last things TJ and I did together before COVID was to throw an epic Enneagram conference we called Liberation. In it, we elevated the Enneagram as a tool not only to see ourselves and our motives, but to see our obstacles and how to overcome them. We were very proud of this material, though we had to cancel all of our remaining 2020 events. Over the next few weeks, we will be releasing clips from that conference with the hope that not only you'll share it, but that we can begin creating our next touring event for 2022. Thank you again, as always, for listening, and may all good things be yours. What we're going to do, actually, in this next section, we are going to describe nine sets of glasses. And it's again the case that we would love for you to listen for yourself. Here's something as everybody's returning to their seats. One, for myself, I was talking to a buddy of mine. Sometimes this can take quite a while, and you have absolute permission not to find your number immediately. Second, Enneagram's about motivation. It's not about your behavior. And so what motivates you actually isn't something that we're used to looking at very often because it is kind of your eyeballs. How many of you have looked at your eyeballs recently, not in a mirror? It's that sort of thing, right? It's, we are taking our eyeballs out in order to examine them. Like, how am I looking at the world? And that's, and that's just a different kind of activity. I can't remember if I said this before. Uh, I think so. But it, it, it's always the case that sometimes you have to try on a different set of glasses. I type myself as a nine at the very beginning of my study of this. And I studied nine for several years. And then I had one night where I was reading through some material and I read about a particular expression of type two. And for two days, I had an existential crisis because I had spent several years studying the wrong type. And like, I realized that I, I behave exactly like this version of twos. And then I remembered that I actually don't care what other people think about me that much, which means that I can't be a two. So sometimes you will have those kinds of experiences. A lot of this is not hard and fast. It's to help you understand who you are, what you want, and why you behave the ways that you behave. So. It's not a bad idea, it's not a bad thing to put on a set of glasses that might be wrong. To just see what it's like, and then when you realize for sure that this is wrong, then you take off those glasses and you try on a different set. So it is, I promise, it, it might seem really daunting, but it is okay if you don't know the answers to this. The most important thing when you're thinking about this crazy list of things is to think about why you do those things. It is not about whether you have a positive outlook. It's why you have a positive outlook. It's not about whether you put the, 
aside emotion and solve a problem. It's why you do that. These things are helping us find ourselves on the map. The map is about why we do those things. Enneagram means nine-sided form. We're going to go through each of the nine types. Again, it's the case. Listen for yourself. If you're very familiar with this material already, thank you for hanging with us on that front. And listen for yourself some more. Um, there's, also, there's always depths to plumb here in terms of different uh, unpackings of each of the types. So um, this may sound strange to you, but we're going to start with the eights because we're going to start at the beginning of the body triad. You want to talk about some eights? So eights. Eights are motivated by a need to be strong and to not be controlled. Eights repress their inner life, as in they refuse to open their heart, in order to gain command. Eights express love through protection, power, pushing for contact, and preferring the truth that comes out in a fight. Eights are motivated by a need to be strong, to avoid the appearance of vulnerability. They do not want to be betrayed, and so they exert strength in the world. You can feel when an eight walks into a room because they have that kind of energy. Eights are in that demanding triad. They are going to get the control that they need, and they might do it whether you like it or not. My oldest child is an eight. My oldest child has a spot in the living room where they sit and where all of their stuff is. And occasionally, my oldest child will play computer for far too long, which of course means, as a good parent, I should step in and take away the computer. Until you realize that your oldest child begins to break things in the house because you have crossed a line, and the computer is very much part of them. And so a specific event took place this summer in which the computer was removed because way too much computer time. <laughs> Augie promptly goes into my wife's office. She has this enormous rack of markers because she worked as a professional artist for a long time. He wheels the, the cart out through the living room to the front door and chucks it into the middle of the lawn. Augie doesn't want control of anything else in the living room. He just doesn't want to be controlled. He doesn't want other people telling him what to do. This may, means that uh, much of his emotion is anger. Eights, nines, and ones are all going to struggle with anger, but eights, anger goes outward. It's outward because it's creating barriers. It's creating boundaries. It's saying, this is mine. Please do not... There's no please. Do not step <laughs> across the line. That would be bad. Anything so else that, on the eights? An important distinction there, eights... It's not that they want to be in control. It's that they do not want to be controlled. And as such, sometimes that means they are the ones that have to take control of the situation. If leadership is poor or weak, eights will take over. Eights use conflict to judge who has the power in the relationship. They are completely fine with that conflict. And once that conflict is over, they're done with it. It's over. They express their anger, and then it's gone. If you know people like this, like what we're describing, you have friends, you have possibly former friends that behave in this way, 
One thing that's really important to know about them is that you can throw whatever you need to at them and have the conflict and then it will be over. Because eights use that conflict to know who has the power. If you shrink down from them, they know they have the power. If you don't shrink down from them, they know they have an equal. This is really important to know about eights. It's about power and control, and they do not want to be controlled at all costs. Now, on the good side of eights, <laughs> this also means that they are very good protectors. They have a strong sense of right and wrong, a strong sense of justice, and they will use that power to protect others. So they are very concerned about the weak, the marginalized, the oppressed, and they want to use their strength to protect those that are being taken advantage of. Eights are awesome in this way, and they can do that like nobody else can because they don't care about the conflict. Uh, another quick note, eight females. It's a really tricky place to be because our entire culture, especially the Christian church, has told you that you're wrong, and that's false. It's a, a defined wrong. Wrong as in it is not okay to be strong. It's not okay to be powerful. It's not okay to be a leader. The way that females are supposed to be is soft, nurturing, gentle, helpful, etc. That's not true. Eight females are supposed to be eights, and it's good that you're strong and that you bring power and that you test boundaries and that you are capable of leading. To think that you are supposed to be like another type is a very dangerous path. Be who you are. All right, so we're gonna try something. It's gonna be amazing if it works. What do you say? Was there a, yeah. 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 Excellent. That is actually a great thing. So that that will touch on. Um, so part of the stance, uh, we talked about those stances. Part of the stance reveals our repressed center. So we have the three intelligence centers. One of them is dominant. Eights are in that body triad. They bring their their intuition and energy into a space. Their stance means that the thing that they struggle with the most is their feelings. This is threes, sevens, and eights, and they are repressed in that feeling center. And what that means for eights is that they don't understand the effect that they have on other people naturally, and they don't necessarily, they aren't necessarily in touch with their own emotions. So they, there's a problem to be solved. They know how to solve it. They're very quick thinkers, and they're ready to move, and they're ready to move on. A lot of the eights in this room are already done with this workshop because they've learned everything that they need to know. And that's okay. So part of the work that eights get to do is develop that feeling center. Bring in people who you trust, Bring in people who are close to you, who understand you, and people who will let you say mean things and not run away, and let them help you develop your feeling center. Let them help 
point out the places where you bulldoze over people. Let them point out to you the places where you say things that you really do not understand why someone was affected emotionally because you're just saying the truth. That's true. That's absolutely true. And sometimes other people have a hard time hearing the truth in the way that you say it. Learning that, learning to name the fact that you were feeling repressed and then bringing people in to help you understand it and start to see it, that is how you start to develop that better coping skills with that aggression. Does that make sense? Just to show you how we're going to use this, because we're going to now go through each of the types. Eights, the challenger. We have described this personality. Challengers might also be called the protector or the provider or the defender. They are motivated to be strong and in control, want to avoid feeling weak and vulnerable. You are good, says the eight, if you are in control of a situation. If your computer was taken, for example, you would not be in control of the situation. And so how are you going to reestablish control? I'm glad you asked. What you do is you go into mom's office, you take her markers, and you chuck them into the yard. This will reestablish control. And you don't need to care about the feelings of your mom. This would be an example of this, this type. Motivation is what works here. Um, any other questions on eights before we try something? Ooh. Yeah. All my yeah. friends named Sarah are fantastic. <laughs> An excellent point for a caveat. Don't type others. Don't do it. You it it's so dangerous and it's it's the worst way to use this system. Assigning motivation to other people is impossible. You can guess. If you guess, hold it loosely. If you have children and are trying to think about what your children's types are, stop it. <laughs> because what you're doing is the thing that everyone accuses the Enneagram of, and you're putting people into boxes. That's not fair, and it's not right, and it's not helpful. You'll notice that even in our language, we're really avoiding telling you who you are. Yeah. And there's a reason that this is made end up being a slower process for that, for that point. If, if you have someone in your mind that you are particularly thinking about as we go through this, my spouse is kind of like this and they don't want to do this work. So what can I do to help them become a better person? What you can do is help and support them and maybe guide them to their type. Maybe help them understand what motivates them. Ask lots of questions. Ask lots of questions. Go through this sheet with them. Uh, see if anything podcasts. really <laughs> resonates. There might be some great podcasts out there that would be really helpful to listen to. Assigning type to other people is very, very dangerous. You can guess. And if you guess, be sure to hold it loosely. And remember that if you are assigning type, you're putting someone else into a box that they may not belong in. Thoughts or questions on eights or typing others? Yeah. questions in general about what TJ was saying. Yeah. So, if I'm understanding you correctly, the Enneagram is a tool for understanding yourself, not others. It can help you understand others so long as the other person knows their type. 
somebody is unveil unveiling who they are to you, it can be extraordinarily helpful because then you can see what is the combination between my motives and their motives. How do people with these two very different motives connect with each other, move forward, relate to each other, have a relationship? There, there's some stuff that can be done. Like eight, eights is an easy one to pick on. You, you can generally see a lot of the behavior of eights because they wear it on the outside. But there are a lot of eights who are more introverted and quiet. But if you have someone in your life that you know is that kind of aggression, uh, like forward aggression, and knowing some more about type eights can maybe help you change your behavior toward them, but it cannot help you change their behavior. You cannot change another person's behavior. You can only change how you react to it. So having a general idea like that, like I have this friend who is always aggressive, who is always pushing against me, and when I push back, then they calm down, but if I don't push back, then they think I'm useless. Maybe knowing that and knowing that about eights, you can start to react to them a little differently. But it's a, you, you can't control another person's behavior. All right, so this is going to be an experiment. But we tried to put together a song that we think is playing constantly in the heart of each type. So this would just be another avenue into getting into this material. This is going to be so good. And you eights will know exactly what song I'm going to pick, I bet. Um, so we're going to see if this, this works. We didn't try it out before. Can, it, uh, can you just hit play and let's see if it works? Okay, so here's the thing about Rage Against the Machine. Zach De La Roche is not only a rock star, he abandons his rock star lifestyle in order to fight for communists in South America because he's a deep sense of justice. Nearly everything the man sings about is about people being exploited and how the machine must be raged against. And now you're under control is not the thing that apparently he wants to hear, right? And so the outro to this song is a brilliant mass. I mean, it's up there with Mozart, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. You will know this song, some of you eights, because it is resonating in your heart all the time. And we're not going to play it because it's a family show. And you see that I bleeped it out. But the F you, I won't do what you tell me, posture. You're going to take my computer? If you know this about yourself, it's a good thing. For those of you who have a relationship with AIDS, if you just understand this is what's going on in our hearts all the time, F you, I won't do what you tell me. There's a different way to navigate with, with said AIDS about getting what you want. There are different, uh, perhaps demanding that they do things is not going to work. Put away your computer. This never works in my house. Asking works well. Eights. Uh, I got nothing else on the song. You want to talk about some nines? Nines, my people. Where are you at, nines? It's fine. You don't want to be noticed. I know. I don't think your presence matters. It's okay. Your presence nines. matters, nines. Nines are motivated by a need to keep the peace and maintain inner stability. Nines believe I am good as long as those around me are good. Nines merge with loved ones and lose boundaries, attaching to relationships that give them the autonomy they desire. So I like talking about nines a lot uh, because I am one. 
uh, we avoid conflict at all costs. We don't want to fight ever. Uh, I mentioned earlier that I don't really care what people think about me. That's true. I mostly do not care what people think about me. But I definitely don't like it when people tell me bad things because I don't want to fight. That makes me so nervous and like, like my gut gets all weird and like my brain shuts down. I don't know how to fight because I hate it so much. I want this to be safe and peaceful and calm. And if everyone just get along, it's all gonna be all right. Uh, nines are in that body triad, but we are not the same as eights and ones because we take in the world through our body. We do not engage the world through our body. We take in the world through our intuition, our energy, our perception of what's happening around us. We do not act out of that place. We go take a nap. <laughs> because we have the lowest energy of any type on the Enneagram. We uh, really struggle with getting up and doing the work that needs to be done. Inertia, is a great theme for nines. Once you get going, you could probably go for a while, but it takes a lot to get going, and I kind of want to go take a nap first. Nines are often called the peacemaker. It's the ter term we use. They might also be called the comforter, the optimist, conflict avoider. Want to keep peace, maintain control? Yeah, and part of this is about the fact that we see multiple sides to everything. We are excellent mediators because we can see both versions of the conflict from that person's perspective, and we can help communicate across the divide. Excellent mediators. We see all things more clearly, except ourselves. That's why we merge with other people. If there's someone stronger than me in the room, it is much easier, much more peaceful for me to go along with their desires than to try and assert myself because there's peace in that. If I assert myself, we might have to fight about it, and there's no longer peace. But if I just go along with whatever you want, it's gonna be fine, and I'll, I'll adapt, it's fine, I don't care. Thoughts or questions on nines? Do it. Yes. So the uh, nines are in the uh, withdrawn stance, and fours, fives, and nines, we repress the body center, the gut center, that intuition space, which is also the action center. So like I said, we take in the world through our head, or through our body, which is our dominant center, but it's also our repressed center. So we have equal access when we choose to do something, we have equal access to thinking and feeling. We don't act first. And that's the biggest place that we need to do work, is get up and do the work that needs to be done. This is why one of the things, one of the questions we had for fours, fives, and nines was, do you have trouble getting out of your imagination and into the world and starting to do stuff? That would be an example of that. I bet you're wondering what goes on in the heart of a nine. Can you help me out? <laughs> it's going to be good. Give a hand to Josh, by the way. Who? Hey, Josh, your presence matters, brother. He's a nine. Just in the heart. Every 
little thing. Everything's gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right. There's no conflict. Do you got conflict? <laughs> there is something here about both the coping style, positive, positive outlook. No woman, no cry, man. This is my message to you. Because nines, it's not just about themselves being all right. It's, I want everyone around me to be okay because I'm a peacemaker. And so this song, very different from Rage Against the Machine, I bet you will agree. Um, similar hairstyles, though. Didn't think about that. I mean, they're both... Like, very different reasons. Very, very different reasons. Boundaries for different reasons. Um, ones. Moving to the ones. The ones are my people. I like the word improver. Uh, reformer, organizer, teacher, moral perfectionist. You want to say some stuff about some ones? I'd love to say some stuff about some ones. Uh, so ones are motivated by a need to improve themselves and the world. Ones believe that they can earn the love of others by being good. And as such, they are often worried about getting it right. The idealism of ones for themselves and others is often frustrated when their expectations are not met. Ones do not like hearing that they are test subjects for a test that the test makers are making up on the spots. Because there's a right way and a wrong way to do things, and it <laughs> should be done correctly. Ones... You killed me here, right? <laughs> Ones walk into a room and notice the things that are wrong, like which light bulbs are out. Ones know what needs to be fixed, and they want to fix it because there is a way that the world should be. And why are we not working towards what the world should be? There is a way that everything should be. There is a right that we should all be working towards. And if there's a blown light bulb, then we can't possibly get to the right because everything can be made better. And I know what that means, and I'm gonna show you how to be better. That's how it goes. Yep. So, so my oneness comes out in very unhealthy ways in newspaper articles and on Facebook where I'm going to tell everybody what I think about this because clearly there's a right answer here. An injustice is being done. Certainly you can see it. And that has lost me countless friends. <laughs> that doesn't translate well into the workspace and it doesn't translate very well into the home space sometimes, and so ones are rightly called the loneliest number. <laughs> Three dog night nails it, just right there. There is something about the unhealthy, we're gonna talk quite a bit this afternoon about the unhealthy side of each of these numbers, but for now, if I'm just a good enough pastor, then my, my, my church will thrive. If I'm just a good enough teacher, then I will get the job I desire. If I'm just a good enough father, then my children will have a certain course. If I'm just a good enough husband, then clearly these are the truths that will emerge from my relationship with my beautiful wife. And all of that's wrong, unfortunately, because I can't earn the control that I want. But that is how I function in the world. Um, and, we'll, and we'll end up talking quite a bit about this. So one thing that everyone should know about once. So... Every, we all have, maybe not eights as much, but we all have this voice in the back of our head 
that tells us about the things that we've done wrong, right? Y'all have that little voice like, when you mess up, you have that voice that's telling you what you did and what you did wrong and why it was wrong. Ones have that voice constantly. Sixes and twos will have it somewhat as well, but ones have that voice all the time about every single thing that they do because every single thing could have been a little bit better than what actually happened. Where eight's anger is going outward, it's the reverse for ones. All the anger is going inward toward themselves and how they could have yeah. done things better. And then it spills out in unhealthy, judgmental ways. So if you are thinking that you might be a one and you don't have a voice that's criticizing you, you probably aren't a one. If you aren't thinking that you are a one and you do have a voice that's constantly, 100% of the time, telling you about how the things that you've done could have been better. If that's your dad's voice, that might be because your dad was mean. <laughs> but if it's not your dad's voice, you should look into the oneness. It can be a, uh, what do you call it? It's a chameleon. Sometimes it can take on some voices. Sure, yeah. It, so. yeah. Uh, when you mess up grammar, it could be a teacher's voice. You it could change shapes. The point is that it is constant. The rest of us, we can never be as critical about ones as they have already been to themselves. This is also a constant conversation in my house where my wife rightly will come and say, look, this, is re this really didn't go well. This hurt my feelings. You did this thing wrong in the home. I'm like, oh, I already know. I have talked to myself about this already three times. But you are welcome to pile on. <laughs> and by the way... That's not helpful. <laughs> this does not create the connectedness that, that I actually crave. And I actually feel the voice more at presently in this because I'm aware of the voice, because I'm aware of the voice. Uh, there ends up being much more of a feeling now for me that is uh, things are not going well. But it can certainly be a, this could be better, this could be better. If this is something that you struggle with, it is a really, 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 really good idea to name your voice. All of this is about language, naming the things. If you give your voice a name, then you can sometimes tell it to shut the heck up. Well, you could just call it shut the heck yeah. up. That, that's you a could, yeah. Just, yeah. You hear that voice. <laughs> Doesn't you have say, to be hey, repetitive. Steve, shut up. I'm busy right now. <laughs> uh, thoughts, questions on ones? Yeah. So under the whole realm of trying to slightly improve things, sure. um, you know, when I hear they notice light bulbs out, I'm not that guy. Sure. Um, and I think that for me, like if I notice that a picture is crooked, I may not notice it until I notice three pictures crooked, mm. and I'm more interested in who's hanging your pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say I'm more of a reformer, and so yeah. I think that ones can sometimes get hung up on like the word perfectionist. Yep. It's um, the word perfectionist is I, I don't like using that word for once because I'm a bit of a perfectionist, but I'm not a one. I just like my space being a particular way. So it, it is much more about that. Um, like, like for some ones, it's much more systemic. His is much more systemic. If there are light bulbs out, 
The problem is not the light bulbs. The problem is somebody is not doing the work that they're supposed to be doing. And that's changing the light bulbs. And like you said, the, the picture example is perfect. One picture being off, maybe not a big deal. Three pictures being off, you need to find a new picture hanger. Yeah. That's questions on ones. Yeah, I totally forgot about anger for nines. We're really bad at it. This is a place that, um, so eights, the anger goes outwards. They have no problem expressing their anger outwards. And like I said, once it's out, it's gone. Uh, ones, their anger turns inward at themselves first and then becomes resentment when people are consistently doing the thing that they think that people are supposed to, consistently failing to do the thing that they think they're supposed to be doing. So it's anger at myself for not being as good as I could have been, and then resentment towards the people who messed up all the pictures. Nines, because we're, we're struggling with maintaining peace inside ourselves and also the peace in our immediate realm, Nines actually really, really struggle with anger because we don't know what to do with it. Anger breeds conflict, which breeds separation. These are the things that we're trying to avoid. So nines are like, uh, like our brains seize up and we don't know how to do anger. We're bad at it. That's okay. It's okay to be bad at anger. There are lots of books out there about how to get better at anger. I'm not sure whether that's helpful or not. What I'm trying to do is come to terms with my anger learn how to recognize it and how to get it, how to express it in more healthy ways than because what happens is we ignore it, we ignore it, we ignore it, we ignore it, we ignore it. And then all of a sudden we're yelling at a preschooler because they did something that we didn't like and it just bursts out of us. Like anger comes out of nines in really inappropriate ways because we stuff it for so long and then it just shoots out in inappropriate situations and so learning how to express it how to get it out batting cages is a great opportunity for me <laughs> um, kickboxing powerlifting yeah for eights uh, i have a friend who calls that shooting blanks it's like they just need to be mad for a minute and then it'll go away similar idea for nines if you figure out that there is anger there and figure out a way to express it then you can actually learn what's driving that anger and deal with it in healthier ways. Do you have any thoughts about dealing with anger for once? No, but we, we, did a, we talked about Marvel characters in our podcast, and we typed the Hulk as a nine, and here's why. It's not the rage. It's that he's just trying to make sure that everything is, is peaceful. It's going to be peaceful. And when, but there's a tipping point. And then it comes at, his anger comes out in bizarre, destructive ways that are uncontrollable. And this is apparently... Hulk smash. A, <laughs> a, a common uh, experience of the nines. How about ones? You want to roll it? Okay, so this is why I like this song for ones. The thing about the Indigo, Indigo Girls here, look at these lines, actually. Thing you ever done for me. 
Right and wrong thinking, black and white. Said no one ever. I don't take my life less seriously. The critical side is there. And here, this is true. She is very aware of her dark side, and she is singing about this. Notice the language here about improvement. I'm going to go to the doctor, I'm going to go to the mountains, I'm going to, go, I'm going to look at children, that's going to help me out. I'm going to make my life better. Because crooked lines, who wants those? The last line here is fantastic uh, as a meditation for once. Unless I seek my, soul, my source for some definitive. Like, uh, here's your standard, here's your standard, here's your standard. We're going to talk about this in the afternoon. Once you chuck that out the window, you are going to unleash healthy people. And we'll talk about why. But she's entirely right that, that getting beyond what are often artificial, arbitrary, very emotion-driven standards, I'm right and everybody else is wrong, that actually can be a doorway to health for the one. I like that, huh? Yeah, yeah I thought that worked. It's good. I got that at 2 a.m. Close for time. Woke up. I couldn't find a one song. Okay. You want to talk about some twos? Twos. So twos, motivated by a need to feel needed. Twos believe I am good if I am loved and loved and wanted by those who are close to me. Twos ensure this by being helpful. They will often repress what they want in order to earn attention from those whom they want love. So twos move us into the heart triad. This is the f dominant feeling center. Uh, so they are using their feeling center, their, their antennae, to gauge the feelings, the needs, uh, how other people around them are doing. Because if they can serve the needs of those around them, then they can ensure for themselves that they always have connection. This is how they gain the attention that they are looking for, is by being helpful, by being useful, by earning their love. Uh, so twos are, uh, this is another tricky place, uh, particularly with the church. The church has taught us that we are supposed to be helpful and servants and all if you're of that a church jazz. Girl. Particularly females in the church, you are supposed to be like a two. And again, you're supposed to be who you are, not another type. But, so twos are, um, they're very in tune with what other people need. They're very aware of how they can be helpful. They're very, oftentimes they are better at taking care of other people than people are at taking care of themselves. And sometimes they think they're better at taking care of other people regardless of what those other people want or need. Sometimes they are very helpful despite the fact that their help is not useful. Do you have any stories about this? Um, I, we can't imagine the two. Let me I, think if I have, I can think of two stories. 
I can't think of anything right so, off the top of my head. Go. The, the, one of my family members uh, routinely is sending um, my family birthday gifts. And it is stuff that l very likely was picked up at the cheapest possible store she could find when she was on vacation. And she bought, apparently, a truckload of this stuff because she hasn't been to Hawaii for at least 10 years. How does she still have <laughs> the worst Hawaii shirts? And we, are, and we get these in the mail for our birthday and for Christmas and for Valentine's Day and for... Hanukkah and for um, I think I think Black Friday and sure. all the all the things. St. Pat. I was trying to think of a funny holiday and none came to mind. May the fourth. May the fourth. It's it's name is Star Wars shirt. Um, and this is love. This is actually how she's showcasing love, establishing connection, noting that she is a part of of our lives. But there is certainly an expectation that we will call her up. Man, I'm so thankful for that purple and green neon Hawaii shirt. Uh, like this, is, this is something that's longed for. And if that doesn't take place, there's no, connection. there's no connection. One of the things that I've heard said about twos is they are the first person to give up their seat at the table, and then they get upset that nobody else gave up their seat <laughs> for them. Uh, so one thing that twos hear this, hear that I love you and I care about you and you're great and we need you in this world. Sometimes the things that you're doing is in order to store up favors. Sometimes twos, all the time really, it's an unconscious motivation. Twos are being helpful in order to secure relationships so that they will be taken care of later. They're often unaware of this. They're often unaware of that's why they're doing those things. But that is where that comes from. It's because if I am helpful, I will secure the relationships that will help me in the future. Uh, you want to roll a song? Okay, so you're going to like this song. This is TJ pulling this out. Oh, come on. This you're going to feel this. In terms of... Imagine, again, motive. And imagine, again, the heart of, of a two, this being the posture towards those around them. Well, of course it's the case when you're weary and feeling small. When you're weary, feeling small, when tears are in. The offer there is that I will be the bridge for you to walk on. That's the message. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful sentiment. One of the things that this also leads to is what we call codependence. This is part of where that positive outlook comes in. 
Imagine a parent who is not willing to address their child's drug addiction because they're gonna be fine. We just need to, to take care of them. They're gonna be fine. This is something that twos are very prone to and it's okay. We know where it comes from. We understand, we love you. And also it's not healthy for the people in your lives. It's especially not helpful for you. So, uh, yes. That is absolutely correct. We love to give help, but we don't love to receive help. Big part of that is that twos are shutting down their own needs in order to serve the needs of other people. So they are not concerned about what they need. I don't matter. You are the one that matters, and I'm going to serve you, and we do the things that you want to do. Please do not give me any of that same attention because this is about you. Maintaining that relationship is the important thing there. Bang, moving to the threes. Hopefully in this case, we're halfway through. You'll see what we're doing, especially for, the, for those of you who are new. It's, this is how this, this type of person sees the world. They're looking through green glasses. They're looking through blue glasses. They are looking through motivations that color everything. And it influences deeply how they behave because this is what they want. And what you want is inextricable from who you are. Um, threes, you want to say? So threes are motivated by a need to appear successful and feel accepted. Threes believe I am good if others think well of me. Threes win love through achievements and image. And as such, threes attach to relationships that give them the attention and recognition they desire. There is a gold star to be won. There's a statue that could have my name on it, a trophy that could have my name on it, and I'm gonna do whatever it takes to win that gold star, to have that trophy, and to put it on a shelf in my living room, and when people come over to my house, I want them to see that trophy so that they know and they can tell me how great I am. We all navigate in the world. Threes navigate, get their compass by the attention, affection, praise of the people around them. If they're not receiving that, they don't have an inner compass or, the, or that inner compass isn't as accessible. And so I'm just going to read how everybody else, what everyone else is saying about me, and this will tell me if I'm good, if I'm doing all right, if, if things are working. So we talked about how uh, nines take in the world through their body, but they don't engage the world through their body. In the same way, threes take in the world through that feeling space. They're judging how other people are feeling, how other people see them, how, uh, what the needs are in the space, but they don't engage from that same feeling space. They shut down to their, to their inner emotions, and then they pivot. They become, who do I need to be in order to gain the acclaim of this room? Who do I need to be in order to win the trophy? Who do I need to be in order to get the gold star? I, there is a gold star to be had, and I'm going to earn it. Who do I need to be to get you to accept me and love me? I will take charge of a room if I have to. That's great. I'll wear fancy red coats if that is the thing that people will praise. If that's what you think is valuable, then I'm going to become that thing so that you will tell me that I'm valuable. You wanna roll a song for us? All right, so I love this. This is, like, this is the best three song. 
in terms of, like, actually, most rap battles, there's a lot of three going on in terms, in terms of, like, how amazing they are. But the best of the threes. Okay, so I didn't know this line, but if only fame had an IV, baby, could I bear being away from you? But of course it doesn't. And so the thing about Lady Gaga on this, <laughs> she's waiting there. She's like, that's where you want it. You just want that like straight line into your, your system. Live for the applause. And I'll say it again. And I'll say it again. And I'll say it again. Give me that thing. There is an addictive nature here. And it's not about substance abuse. It is about the attention of those around them. And of course, you can see how the lyrics play out here. Um, we, can, we can fade that up. There is something about that. Yeah, I'm looking for this. The, if, if you give this to me, I will attach to you. You are the source of my attention. Bang. Motive. Force. Force. Uh, fours are motivated to find their significance and create an identity out of their inner experience. They believe I am good if I am true to myself. Fours long for love at a distance, but often feel disappointed when love is near. As such, fours idealism is often frustrated by their needs for recognition and validation not being met. Fours are often called the individualists, and I don't like that word because it implies that fours want to be unique. The truth is fours feel the sense of uniqueness more clearly than anyone else, and they want everyone else to feel that too. They feel their own uniqueness, and they want everyone else to understand that they are unique too. So their attention is again, it, it's about how other people see them. Fours are much more internally focused in that way. They're focused on themselves, whereas threes are focused on the room, twos are focused on the other. Fours are much more directed towards themselves. It's not that they want to be unique. It's not that they want to be an individual. It's that they are an individual. Fours often hate the Enneagram because how on earth could we possibly put nine billion people into these nine categories? Because every single person is an individual flavor and saying that there's only nine reduces us all to something that isn't true. Fours are very concerned about truth and the expression of individuality. Now, this means that they are also very aware and can cultivate beauty, draw our attention to beauty. A lot of fours are creative in very particular ways uh, through acting, singing, uh, writing music, painting. There are a lot of four painters. But what they're all doing is trying to express things that are true. This also means that fours are very comfortable in the hard emotions. Grief, sorrow, loss, pain, 
These things are comfortable for fours because they're true. Fours can be excellent counselors because they don't need to shy away. They don't need to solve the hard problems because they're comfortable being in that space because this space is true. Let's be here for a moment and it's okay. I have a friend who's for just yesterday got a job at the children's hospital and this friend is going to be responsible for setting up families whose children are having surgery in their overnight staying places. And he will experience joys of children who have gone through surgeries and it's been successful and he will get to, he will be the liaison as it were for these families. And he's going to be there when that doesn't, that's not the story. But he is so excited about this job. And part of the reason that he's just wired so well for this is because the kaleidoscopic beauties of the world are there and he can enter them faithfully. This strikes me, okay, so this next song strikes me as this is what I imagine a four would want to hear. This, this, this may or may not be a stretch. I'm gonna, Ari, I'm going to ask you afterwards. Um, <laughs> but it seems to me that what Cindy is singing here is what the four really wants to hear. They, they want someone who sees that they have withdrawn and is going to step into that space and give the attention that is desired. And so, you got it, boss? Me? She, she knows, man, you got some sad eyes. Don't be discouraged. <laughs> Get you. You get the point. They're beautiful. Kaleidoscopic image here. Bang! What you say about the fives? So fives move us into the head triad. This is where thinking, rational logic, data-driven information. This is, this is the way that they in, take in the world. This is how they perceive the world. Fives are motivated by a need to feel capable, prepared, and competent. Fives believe, I am good if I have mastered the most important topics. Fives detach from love and charged emotion, needing privacy to discover how they feel. As such, fives often repress their emotional life, taking a step back to gain security, distance, and deliver insights. Fives are often called the observer. Fives are often uh, withdraw in order to gain the security that they want. They're investigative. They are, uh, this is the place where data comes in to the head center. Fives want to collect all of the information to make sense of it, to categorize it, to make sure that the expression of that information goes correctly based on the information given. Fives are most likely to be objective. Uh, they also have 
a very specific amount of energy. Like think of a bucket filled with water and there's a hole in that bucket that's dripping out water all day long. When the water is gone from that bucket, the bucket's empty and they don't have any more water. That's how fives are in the world. They're very aware that they don't have that much energy and once that energy's gone, it's over. Every single interaction with another person saps some of their energy. And once it's gone, it's gone and they have to wait till tomorrow. Uh, fives are very concerned about making sure they are prepared, that they have enough information, that they know the right things to be prepared for what's coming. Uh, fives are the most likely to spend time learning the entire Enneagram because they need to understand the whole system in order to make sure that they are correct in thinking they are a five. Because what if I'm missing some piece of data and I make the wrong decision? So this is how they protect themselves. This is how they make sure that they are secure, is by making sure they have all the right resources, all of the right information, all of the right data, everything that they need. Fives probably have a bank account somewhere that they've never touched. They've added money to it, but they've never taken money out of it because that is a safe place that we cannot mess with in order to make sure our future is secure. Talk about fives in the emotional life, because this will come up with the song. Yeah, so this is, this is part of, um, in that same way of them being very aware of their limited amount of energy, and also being very protective of uh, making sure they have what they need, sharing their emotional life is very, very difficult for fives because there is danger in letting that information out. This space needs to be protected because I have no idea what someone else might do with that. So they really struggle with letting their emotions out, with being aware of their own emotions. And part of that is because they're very objective. They're looking at the information, not the way people feel about the information. Finding a song for fives is almost impossible because of this, because they're not revealing a lot of their right. inner life. And so this is, I spent at least an hour this morning going, I need a five song, I need a five song. Nobody's singing about their inner life, and here's why. There is a stinginess about putting out yep. themselves. They so the best I got is Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, in this next song, is going to be very much about security, and there is a very, very much a data question-orientedness to this song that is putting the thing, uh, his eyes outward. He wants safety. This is going to be clear if you read through this entire song. Um, but it's also, I just want to assess what is factual here. It's not right like once. This is, I'm going to find my security and grounding in the data, and that's how I solve problems. So I'm going to question, 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 question. I'm going to get the right answers. Then I'm going to be good. That might be one thing about fives. How you like that? Does it work for you? Come on. Questions on fives? Please. Yeah, we, we talked about that with the um, competency group. Uh, and... 
both the affect and the coping style kind yeah. of work like that? So the, the fives are, um, it, it's a sense of sort of shutting down my emotional needs. So, so we talked about this with twos. Twos close themselves off to what they need in order to serve other people. Fives are closing themselves off to their own inner life because that brings in subjectivity. You cannot be objective if you are bringing your own emotions to the table. Now, in, in places where emotions are necessary for whatever is, is like if you're, if you're dealing with a relationship, if, if that's the thing that, that's on the table, emotions come into that. And you have to spend time figuring out exactly what you think and feel in order to express that correctly. But it's entirely a, a rational process in that space. So you're spending the time thinking about what you feel so that you can express it. You're not necessarily spending the time in those feelings, actually feeling them. You're thinking about what you feel so that you can express it. And most of the time, like the, the struggle there is in figuring out what you feel is about the fact that you've shut down to those emotions because you're trying to be objective. Sixes. Sixes, uh, the center of that head triad, are motivated by a need to find security and support. Sixes believe, I am good if I do what I am supposed to do. Sixes often question the love of others and a rosy future, afraid to trust themselves or others. As such, sixes attach to relationships that gift them the security and the, the stability that they desire often called the guardians. They're looking out for the, the needs of those closest to them who they've attached to. They're a traditionalist because once they find someone that gives them security, they're going to lock in there. Sometimes called the devil's advocate because there's a mindset for what's the problem, what's the problem, what's going to get us. I'm going to envision everything that might happen. Sixers are very concerned with safety, security. They are looking to uh, make sure they are prepared for all of the eventualities. Uh, Worst-case scenario planning is great. People who have the game or the book probably are a six or know a six who gave that book or game to them. Planning for whatever might happen is the way of a six because this is how we gain security, by making sure that we're ready for the things that are coming. And making sure we're connected to other strong people. Yep. And they don't trust themselves. They don't trust that they are capable so they look outside of themselves for some type of authority figure, system, hierarchy, rules, something that they can attach to to tell them exactly what the rules are. Because I don't trust myself, I align myself with a set of rules given to me by someone else so that I know exactly how to behave. Sense of right and wrong from ones comes from internally. Sense of right and wrong from sixes comes from the rules of whatever they've attached them to, themselves to. So they're very dedicated. This is why they're called the loyalists. They're very dedicated to their organization, to their leader, to their sometimes cult leader or pastor or like whatever thing they have decided, this is the authority that I am going to follow. They're very attached to that and they're going to follow those rules. And when that authority shows itself to be untrustworthy, which they are constantly on the lookout for, they will be pushing against it to make sure 
that that authority falls in line with what they think is right. Sixes can often be real, real, real critical of their number because it's often about doubt and fear. Of course, without sixes, we don't have seatbelts. I want, I want people in the CIA who are sixes. Yep. Because they are going to look out for all the things. Yep. I want, I want There's two keys to nuclear codes because of sixes. <laughs> like, like there's, there's so many things that, like, sixes are watching out for the things that are going to go wrong, which a lot of the rest of us, not even thinking about it. And sixes are like, have you thought of this? Have you thought of this? Have you thought of this? And have you thought of this? And you're like, oh, I got some work to do. Hang on. <laughs> As such, there, there is some conflict that can occur there, but need, need sixes in our families, organizations, country, make the world better. Questions on sixes? What's, uh, I, it's, it's my understanding that there can be some mistyping between one and six because sure. the thing that's supposed to be the right way to go about something and not be skewed. Mm -hmm. What can be the distinction there? Uh, my, my take would be, that one is about right objectively and one would be right subjectively in terms of very tribe-centered, what's right for the tribe and what's right in general. Do you have a take on that? I don't know whether... Uh, I would also say that, that sixes are worried about getting in trouble. Ones are worried about being defective. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. It comes out of fear. Yeah. What are you saying, Beck? Yeah, uh, so sixes, from that place of not really trusting themselves, they sort of outsource that to the people around them. And so they, uh, they look for something that is going to offer them security, but they're also constantly testing that because anything can go wrong, so they're always testing to make sure that the security that they think they have is real. And so in direct relationship. My, my partner is a six, and uh, she, I know for sure that our relationship is solid, but sometimes she just needs me to tell her that everything is fine because she's always thinking that things might go wrong. And hopefully, eventually in our lives, she won't need me to say that to her anymore. But part of how I love her is to, to make sure that she knows that from my mouth from time to time because she's constantly wondering if things are okay because she doesn't trust herself. We got one more question I need to wrap up though. Can you, can you speak about the energy for six? So, um, I actually was split between two and I feel like I really want a six, but is there need to be prepped or like think about all these things? Does that also cause inaction like you talked earlier about um, maybe one of the earlier ones was like they won't get up and go yeah, um, so it's, it's this, um, sixes are part of the uh, earning stance. So they are earning their, the security by, by doing, following the rules. Um, that also means that they are repressed in their head center. Uh, so again, the center of the triad, they take in the world through their head, process all of the information, the data. They don't engage the world. And the best way to say that is that they don't do productive thinking. So sixes will often get stuck in the what's going to go wrong cycle. 
and it becomes a spiral, and it, they do something called chaining. One, twos, and sixes all do this, where this thing went wrong, which means this thing's gonna go 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 wrong. I woke up and my tire was flat, and by the time I get through the chain, my husband's so, gonna leave me. So that's exactly... Like, that's, that's a thing that sixes go through, and they get stuck in inaction because they're busy planning for what might happen. This, this is exactly where the song goes. We gotta roll the song. You guys Because it starts somewhere. It starts somewhere and then it just, we're going places. This is my favorite recommendation of the song. That's great, it starts with an And then, no productive thinking. So what do you say to this person? Calm down. You're going to be fine? It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. <laughs> if you can imagine the heart of a six singing this constantly. But here's the thing. It's the end. Is it healthy to just get to that spot where I feel fine? Well, I feel fine, but there's also work to do. There's work, there's more work to do. There's a second verse. <laughs> like, it started with an earthquake and we keep going. All right, sevens. Sevens, if you have stuck in this long, bravo, because that is character. <laughs> you were stuck with all the other numbers, but now it's go time. What do you want to say about the sevens? About ending on sevens. Sevens <laughs> are motivated by a need to enjoy life and plan stimulating experiences. Sevens believe I am good if I am free to seek out what's satisfying. Sevens feel entitled to love and the well regard of others. Sevens believe that love should be an adventure. And as such, sevens are frustrated when they feel opportunities are not available. Do you know what's better than one scoop of ice cream? Two scoops of ice cream. We, Do you know what's better than one scoop of ice cream? Three scoops of ice cream. We have a buddy who's a seven who went with his wife to purchase a car. And they walked off the lot with two of them. <laughs> because because he literally seven. got there and she was getting the new car that she needed. And he said, you know what? I want to have one too. Why can't I have that? So seven still being in that head triad, the way that they deal with their fear is that they make sure that they are not stuck. They always have their foot in the door to make sure they're never stuck in the place that they're at. Sevens don't like going through the hard things. They don't like dealing with grief, pain, hard emotions, conversations that are unpleasant, not having the thing that they want, so they're always working to make sure that they at least have an out. If you know someone who never says a definitive yes to plans, there's a reasonable chance that they are a seven. Don't want to be stuck. Come on. Because, yeah, I'll probably go to that thing that you're talking about. But I don't want to commit because what if something better might 
come along. I'll probably go there, but I might make other plans. So I'm not going to say yes for sure, because there might be something better. We got brought in by a church to do this exact thing, and the seven who planned it took off two, two hours in. Just like, all right, this is great. You guys are great. The seven that planned it and his seven father, when we finally got to the seven, were not in the room because there was something else that they wanted to be doing. Sevens uh, don't want to be stuck. They don't want to feel tied down. And in this way, they have the opportunity to get to where they think they should be. This is how they get their security. Okay, so this is the best song ever. And I'm going to keep talking about sevens just as this playing out. But it, I imagine this in the heart of a seven. This is by the, the great band Styx. And the, the musician here is going to start with a harpsichord. Who starts with a harpsichord? Sevens start with a harpsichord. <laughs> there are transpositions through this song that's just like, let's go over here. So, but look at the, <laughs> the lyrics here. Adventure. We're going to... We're going on an adventure. Set an open course for the virgin sea. Ain't no way been that sea before. I bet we could take it. Got to be free. Again, don't want to be stuck. And you can read the rest of these. It's not just the adventure. It's that I'm the captain. Lead the folks. I'm the Pied Piper who's going to take everyone, all the kids, to the next great adventure. Um, would you fast forward the, the, the song, Josh, to two, uh, ten? Okay, so it's, it's this very slow kind of song, right? He's just building his float, and there's this, all of this adventure song. But then, come on. There's, there is going to be this adventure. Notice the language here, by the way. A gathering of angels appeared above my head. This is gonna be epic. And here's the thing that we're singing about. Hope, this choir over me, and this is what they said. This is just throwing up. Am I, am I wrong, Daniel? This is in your heart right now. He's Scott. not paying attention. <laughs> Why would I want to He was talking numbers? to someone, man. He had something else to do. Uh, this song is also an excellent example of the fact that sevens are great entertainers. They're great storytellers because... The fact that they don't want to face hard things means that they can reframe their hard things into something awesome. Uh, we have a friend that has a story about a date that went horribly wrong because of some digestive problems. <laughs> the story is famous, and it's called the catastrophe. <laughs> like, it's, it's a famous story that people know about because... He has spun this story into an entertainment for the masses. My best friend is a seven, and he gave the worst audition for UNC's musical theater program that they have ever seen. And it's so bad that it's used in classes <laughs> to demonstrate what not to do at auditions. And my friend 
tells this story gleefully because it's hilarious and amazing because this is how they reframe their negative experiences. They make it into something that draws other people in. We're going to pause here and pick up with the afternoon session on a later episode. If you have an idea about a song that you think captures your type, we'd love to hear from you. We're always looking for more ways where we can see type in music, so hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. And don't worry, we know about Sleeping At Last. If you don't, you should search for that, Sleeping At Last Enneagram. Find that and enjoy what you hear. As always, you can connect with us on Twitter and Instagram. And if our work brings your life value, the best thing you can do is share our podcast with one person you care about. He's TJ Wilson. He's officially awesome. And I'm Jeff Cook. And who you aren't isn't interesting. Be who you are. Because that's where the gold is. 